Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 83 of the Far Beyond Metal podcast. I'm your host and guide on this metal journey, Daniel Cordova. In this episode, Thomas Youngblood from Camelot discusses his first band, and I recommend the English progressive trio Divided by Design. Before all that, I welcome the mighty Britney Slays back to the program. Britney's the lead singer of Canada's power metal slash melodic death metal band Unleash the Archers. On August 21st, Unleash the Archers are releasing their fifth album, Abyss. Britney came on to discuss Abyss, its concept, role-playing games, life in COVID with her cat, and a lot more. So here's some of the title track from the new album, Abyss, before we kick off my chat with Britney Slays. today good how are you not too bad um how's your uh how's your morning i'm trying to do time math right now are you west coast yes yeah typical very west (laughs) as west as uh, canada will let you be yeah very good well well, actually not quite there's an island off to the side but pretty darn close how is uh how's the west coast of canada right now it's it's, hot, it, it's super hot here in Northern California, so. Oh yes, it's very hot here as well. Oh, I thought you had some respite. I was gonna long for, I guess, but guess not. Well, I mean, I don't know what 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 you would consider hot, seeing as we are in like a, oh, I don't know what it is Fahrenheit. Um, we're we're around like twenty nine degrees Celsius right now, so it's that's pretty hot. I'm not a big fan of the the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Very much same. I'm in a very dark room right now with uh, blinds closed, one little lamp. It's uh, it's lovely right now, but it'll it'll warm up. Yeah. Um, how's your uh, how's your quarantine been? How's a uh, how's what's thing? What are things like in Canada right now? Uh, well, the West Coast is doing really well. Um, we shut our borders pretty darn quick, and uh, and kind of have been able to keep a lid on it. The East has been having a harder time. Um, they're just like basically Ontario is one with the United States. So uh, there was there's a lot of travel in and out of there all the time. Even when when we've got our borders closed for essential services only, there's still a lot of travel in and out of there. So there's a lot of movement and things like that. And they just made masks mandatory over there. But um, we seem to kind of have a handle on it. We had a little bit of a of a jump there after Canada Day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but other than that. I mean, we're all doing our best to social distance and wearing masks and stuff like that. So seems to be okay. Do you have any fun masks? I just got one that has a uh, beard on it. So I have a beard in real life. So I put on a beard mask. It's like I'm not wearing a mask. It's fun for me. <laughs> uh, my mask has kitten whiskers on it. Yeah. Perfect. How is your cat? How's your cat responded to you being around more since you're not on the road right now? Oh, he's a little spoiled brat. He's... um. He's constantly sitting in front of the fridge begging for chicken because we always we like have cooked chicken breasts that we cut up for him as his treats, and um, he just will not stop. He's a little chicken cat right now, so uh, that's constant. 
And yeah, no, he I, he loves it. He's 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 an attention grabber for sure. He loves being around people, and he's very much a cuddler and all that. So we we I think he's enjoying it. We spoke late last year, and I asked about Panda a lot. Uh, he's like a a pretty big like forest cat or something, right? Yeah, he's a what they call Norwegian forest cat, which is a large breed. That's and right. uh, yes, he is very floofy <laughs> and very vocal. <laughs> and it explains and, the straight uh, up chicken. Yeah, if you uh, if you Google Norwegian forest cat, they have like a Wikipedia page about them, and he is all of those things, bang on everything that they say about them. Nice. Uh, how have you been keeping busy uh, in this time? How have we been keeping busy, or well, Panda? <laughs> uh, well, how's Panda? What's Panda been up to? You and Panda, you. Uh, I, I know you've been doing Twitch gaming a bit more, but um... yeah. Um, yeah, for the most part, we're, uh, I mean, Scott and I both kept our jobs, so we've both been working, like, a lot, um, because our company's both downsized, but, so we're, we're kind of covering a lot more ground, um, so we've been really busy with that, and, uh, yeah, we're trying to game as much as possible, we've been watching a lot of, uh, YouTube, Panda really likes the animal channels, <laughs> uh, so it's hilarious, yeah, we'll put on, like, um, there's just like some fun ones, box documentaries and stuff like that. And anytime it's about an animal, he, uh, I think it's called Anim Animaltopia or something like that. I don't know. There's one channel that we follow and he is on the coffee table, like as high up as he can be with the perfect view of the TV and uh, watching all the animals all the time. It's adorable. And I love, love watching him <laughs> watch YouTube so intently. So yeah. And Twitch. Yeah been doing a lot of twitch it's uh, kind of been a savior a little bit <laughs> so it's a really cool thing really great community yeah my my cat will respond to like if we put bird videos up because she likes to watch mm -hmm. birds through the window is it those sort of videos yeah oh yeah he loves those too absolutely loves them and uh but other cats he likes watching other cats big or small like he'll watch lions and jaguars and that kind of thing too it's pretty funny inspiration i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't know maybe uh, friends uh so you've got a new album coming out at towards the middle endish of next month in august um how has this experience been you know not being able to tour been for you guys with this album i'm, I'm i imagine strange in comparison to recent ones Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, it's going to be, it's so busy right now with everything, getting everything ready to go and lots of content creation and that kind of thing. And um, and we're going to do a, like a live stream show um, the weekend that the album comes out. And then after that, it's going to be like, <laughs> okay, now what do we do? <laughs> um, I mean, we're going to do some more music videos and stuff like that. So, uh, we, I mean, we have plans. It's not going to be totally just sitting on our butts. But, yeah, it is going to be extremely strange to not be able to hit the road right away and see how the album is impacting people in person. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like this. It's going to be really interesting to see which way it falls, sort of. Is it going to be like quarantine? People are consuming more media, so we're going to get like a lot more streams and a lot more video views and that kind of thing or is it going to be like quarantine nobody has a job so no one's going to spend any money or do anything and like our CD sales are going to be horrendous or you know what I mean it could be a double-edged sword yeah I forget who I was speaking to about this but they were saying like I think it's a guy from the ocean 
where putting it out and then not really being able to tour means when he can tour, he'll be able to go out and everyone's going to know the album front to back. And that'll be like a, a little silver lining with not being able to immediately go out and just flood people with it. So I, I suppose there's that for the people who can listen to it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we didn't tour Apex right away um, in the States. It it actually, yeah, it had like nine months or so to kind of um, simmer while uh, we were touring elsewhere. So when we finally did get through the U.S., it was, yeah, it was nuts. It was just like everyone knew every word of every song that we played, and it was awesome. So I totally, it, I think that is definitely going to be a big benefit of this. Up until everything, you know, hit the fan, how was your tour Dragon Force uh, that, you know, got cut short? Oh, man, it was awesome. So upsetting. Um, we had like 10 sold-out shows lined up ahead of us, and it was it was going to be just an incredible tour. And then, huh, wah, wah. Yeah. Um, we woke up in Minneapolis, and the venue was like, no, no, you can't come in here. We're closed. Like the virus you can't play we, we're not having any more shows and we were just like what and not even the promoter had bothered to inform us that there was maybe an issue <laughs> so i think they were just really striving you know fighting as hard as they could to get you know keep the show going so um yeah and then everything else just kind of felt like dominoes after that and in the way when we woke up we were like okay well let's salvage what we can and see if maybe we could at least do the canadian shows and then like it was just like we were on a flight on the way home. <laughs> just everything happened so quickly. Yikes. Yeah. You guys recorded this album in Denmark as you did the last one. Why did you choose Denmark in the first place? And why again? Uh, J- Jacob Hansen lives there. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's amazing. He's an awesome recording engineer. And he's just very talented. And uh, and we wanted the Destination Record experience again because it really helps you kind of zone in on what you're doing and not be distracted by anything else if we had tracked here and just said it to jacob for mixing mastering it would have taken us forever to get it done i guarantee you we all would have been like trying to keep working during it and just been tracking on our days off for our evenings or things like that and it just would have would have dragged on forever so this way we went there we had you know, three weeks or whatever it was, four weeks of sit down, get it done, and then get out. And uh, and I think that was, you know, that's always the best way to do it for us. Um, and yeah, Jacob is like just so incredible. He, I found him actually on Wikipedia when we were looking for someone to do the Time Stand Still record. And uh I was like, okay, what what are my favorite albums? So I went to um, The Living Infinite by Soilwork, and it was like, <laughs> recorded, mixed, and mastered by Jacob Hansen. I was like, oh, okay. And then I looked at another album. I can't remember which one it was. And it was like, recorded, mixed, and mastered by Jacob Hansen. I was like, what? And then so I go to Jacob's Wikipedia page, and like all of my favorite records are on there. The, Under the Grave Banner by Dragonland. And um, all the time... Oh, the hours that remain by Mercenary, and like so many records that I love and that I can listen to beginning to end, with no skips, all were done by Jacob. So we were just like, well, we found our guy, and uh, he was he he couldn't do us for a time stand still. We just didn't give him enough notice. So um, we were like, okay, well, be ready in like <laughs> two years. <laughs> and then, Pencil us in. 
Yeah, exactly. And he was like, oh, okay, like, I don't book that far in advance. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, we were just, like, so stoked. So stoked. That was some of their cover of Teases, Heartless World from their Explorers EP. I'll have more with Britney shortly, but first, this is my first band. Every musician has to start somewhere, and in this episode, Thomas Youngblood from Camelot discusses his metal origins. Well, Camelot's pretty much my first band, uh, so uh, <laughs> oh, if you listen to our old cassette demos, you'll you'll know exactly what we sounded like, and it sounds quite different than it does now. How do you feel about those cassettes now? Like, do you listen to oh, them? Awesome. Have, you, have you listened to them? Do you feel, like, I don't know, cringy? Um, actually, I have a cassette here that I posted on Instagram a few months ago. It says Camelot. It's a Maxell XL2 cassette. And I'm like, I don't know what's on this cassette. I'm thinking it's like an old demo from a Fostex recorder. And um, I don't have a cassette player. So I had some friends locally that are like, hey, just come over to my house. I haven't had a chance to do that yet. But um, yeah, I mean, I still I think we should... I think cassettes should come back. They're kind of they're kind of making a comeback. I keep seeing bands doing cassette like versions along with vinyl. No kidding. Oh man, that's awesome. I love it. I think it's so cool and just. I mean, this one I'm looking at right now looks brand new, and it's got to be like 25 years old. But um, yeah, that's that's good stuff. I mean, it kind of shows shows our age, but <laughs> uh, any all that stuff, vinyl, cassettes, uh whatever cds maybe cds will come back now. <laughs> reel to reel 78s all that good stuff yeah oh actually um speaking of uh physical product though we've honestly been very fortunate with our fan base that they still support the band with buying cds uh vinyl you know and uh, the pre-sales for the blu-ray has been crazy so cool yeah so we, we have to work on the cassettes though that's going to be the next thing <laughs> Well, I uh, assume anyone with a portable boombox is going to look forward to it. And uh... <laughs> Exactly, yeah, boomboxes. Camelot released their live album, I Am The Empire, live from the 13 on August 14th. For a copy, head to camelot.com and hear my full conversation with Thomas on episode 79. Find that at farbandmetalpodcast.com. Now before I wrap my conversation with Britney Slays, here's some more from the new album, Abyss. This is Soulbound. We race around the melted charm of what was once a neutral star and use of gravity to whip 
I know this album is a concept album, as the last one was as well. But there is now an earbook for the like special a special edition of this album. Is this your first time writing out a story this way for others to like consume? Yes. Yeah. So Apex was the part one, basically, of this story, and uh, uh, we just did it like a regular album or whatever, and then. Um, with this release, it's like just because of the success of Apex, Napalm suggested doing this yearbook. And we were like, okay. And we looked online at what it was and others that had been released. And uh, we were kind of like, okay, well, how do we make this really special? And I was like, well, why don't I write the story out of the record? Like in quick little on page chapters, just a better detail of what's going on so that the yearbook will be like truly. A collector's item and of course uh, that was difficult <laughs> it was like oh man i don't know i was constantly just second guessing myself and like editing it and editing it and yeah so um but yeah that's the first time that it's ever been like consumable in 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 a way other than through the music so i'm really excited to see what people think and then we were kind of like well now we have to do one for apex <laughs> so we'll see we'll see if that happens yeah, my my follow up for that was is it both albums in this earbook? I should also add that I had to a uh, Google earbook as well. I had not uh-huh. heard that term before, but is it so you're going to do potentially go back and do one for Apex? Yeah, maybe like uh, you know, in a 6 months or something yeah. do like some special special release or something, you know, limited um because it's incomplete now and I am a completionist <laughs> absolutely to the maximum when it comes to to books. So can't uh i can't pull a georgia r martin on everyone no i get that i have uh i started like the whole coheed and cambria story with one like trade paperback of a, a bunch of the stuff from the one of his albums and then i realized this is like album number three and then <laughs> it, i just had to get all the rest now i have stacks and stacks and it's a whole problem uh, <laughs> Uh, has this been any sort of inspiration for you to pursue maybe a novel or comics or any sort of other long form written sort of thing? Oh yes. Yes, definitely. I've been working, (laughs) I've been trying to find the time to work on a a graphic novel for the story for a while. And, uh, I am sort of into it. I've got uh, like, I don't know, 10 pages written or something like that. And I've got an artist on board and we're doing character development and all that stuff right now. So, um, yes, I would very much like for that to happen, but it's just a matter of finding the time. Because right now, every every waking second is... Uh, I work eight hours at my day job, and then I work until midnight, 1 a.m. on the band stuff, and I just don't have, I have the free time right now. But hopefully, yes, someday there will be a two-book set of graphic novels for this story. Maybe more. <laughs> And without, you know, giving away where you work, are they cool with you being an international touring rock star sort of person? <laughs> uh, yes. Cool. And no. All right. Uh, I heard the question mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's like kind of, yeah, it's a, it's a family business, so they're very supportive. Good. Uh, so there's been two albums, or not albums, uh, two music videos for the new album, and they both kind of have a, a seemingly through line of like one minor moment where... Uh, a character or a person's eyes become completely black. What is the significance of the blackened eyes? Because in Abyss, they're yours, but in the other video, there's somebody else's. <laughs> I'm forgetting it. Um, 
it's uh, it's basically the matriarch is sort of um, she exists on this other level, and you see that in Soulbound. It's like this plane where she has complete complete control over those that she has um, basically like bound to her. So not just her sons, but her army and everyone. She can control them in this other realm, and and so I call it um, the blackness and it's like when you're in there you your body is basically just a shell and that's where you exist and so I just imagine that your eyes are like all black when you're in this place I guess that's kind of the best explanation I can okay. give you it was just like a, a little detail I noticed I became curious um I, I saw that there's a contest for pre-orders where uh people can experience the story of Abyss via an RPG campaign um, how, how do you imagine that's going to unfold? Uh, how on rails is it going to be? Are you a and d player? I am not, but I love the whole community and everything about it. And I feel, honestly, the only reason why I'm not is because I just don't have time. So I have, I have like my own little character that I've created. And, um, I have a friend that's like, come play online. And I'm like, oh, okay, but when? <laughs> and, um, so I'm constantly trying to get into it. It's just difficult. So, um, but I had the idea of doing an adventure guide. So just like a one or two night session that you could do that would take you through the whole story of Apex and Abyss. And uh, when I told Napalm about it, they were like, oh my God, we should totally do like a D&D online contest thing so that people can play through Abyss with you when, when the album comes up. I was like, okay, sweet. So now I have to finish that. <laughs> and um, um, But it's like, I don't know. We just have so many fans that are D&Ders and they're constantly messaging me, asking for more details so that they can create like a campaign around it or just like add little bits here and there. Or like, I want the matriarch to be one of my, you know, my monsters. Can you tell me more about her? Or that kind of thing or you know, just, oh, we love playing Apex while, while we D&D. And so it's just it's like a huge community out there that's really supportive of us. So we wanted to give them something back. Now, when the RPG unfolds, are you going to be like the DM for it? And if people go in directions that you're not like in the story, are you going to be like, don't open that door. There's nothing behind that door. <laughs> um, no, I'm not going to DM, actually. I'm going to get to play. So I'm oh, nice. really excited for that. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to see where he takes it. I've got a, a DM that uh, is a good friend, so he's I, I trust him. And uh, I know he'll make it even better than I would, because I would absolutely be like, now, now, these are the rules, where it's like, you know, <laughs> kind of just have some more fun with it than uh, than me, would who would be so, you know, sort of confined by the ideas that I have in my head. And the best part about D&D is, you know, just to kind of... Um, extrapolating on the existing story and making it your own. I, I was briefly a DM, having never played a second of D&D in my life. Just this one friend of mine was like, I want you to be my DM. I was like, okay, cool. So I came up with this story where these two, like we did like a one-off thing and these two guys were in like a pit fight and I wanted them to like kind of fight other people around them, but instead they decided to escape the pit and I didn't really plan for that and I didn't know what I was doing. So then they tried to get, they got to the top of the pit and then they tried to get over this fence. And because I had no idea what I was doing, I made it too hard. And I think both of them wound up dying trying to get over this fence. And 
I don't think I was their DM much longer after that, but (laughs) that's, uh, my, the, the whole idea of it kind of giving up your idea of what you want the story to be is, was difficult for me is basically the summation of that whole thing. Um, so I, I applaud you for being able to do that. (laughs) I think it's a fine line that DMs have to walk, you know, it's like play by the rules, but also there are no rules, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, who typically does the uh, art for your shirts, and especially on the most recent tour? Uh, that's Bo Bradshaw. He does all of our t-shirt artwork. He has done it since Time Stand Still era, I believe. I think so. It's like 2015-ish. Um, and, yeah, he did a really cool, like, Northwest Passage Explorer-esque shirt for the last tour that was super cool. Is that the bear and, one? Uh, yeah, yeah, with the, the, the sort of, he's a, I don't even know what you'd call him, an explorer slash, slash adventurer in the Canadian wilderness getting put upon by a gigantic bear. So that was, uh, yeah, we, we loved that shirt. And uh, he did two new ones for the new album release as well that are super cool. He, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. A, Tick, where it's like it's like old school movie posters or comic posters where you have like the good guys versus the bad guys on either side of it oh, basically yes. yeah super cool poster and uh put that on a shirt so there's like one shirt is the matriarch side and the other shirt is the immortal side and you like choose which one you want to wear or you and a friend can wear the other one and stand next to each other and complete the, the picture it's pretty cool yeah <laughs> He's a great, he's a great artist. Like he's amazing, and he w- will be like, "This is our idea," and he'll be like, mm, "Okay, but how about if we do it like this?" And then it's just like a million times better. <laughs> so really, my question of who has something against bears should be directed at you, folks. Then, what do you have against bears? <laughs> no, it was totally Bo. That was Bo. He was like, "I'm gonna make it like an old school adventure magazine," and we were like, "Okay," and then that's what he brought us, and we were like, "That's amazing." Um, but nothing against bears. We love bears. <laughs> They're so chubby and cute. Uh, Off the topic of bears, because I, why would I keep going with bears? Um, Grant, (laughs) from what I've read, Grant and Andrew handle all the harsh vocals or unclean or however you personally decide to describe them. Is that a technique you've ever tried on your own and then you're just like not into it? Or they're just like great at it and you're like, you guys take it. Yeah, no, I've tried and I sound like an angry kitten. (laughs) It's really not, I'm not, not very good at it. I think I've just spent my whole life singing classical music that I don't know how to do that with my voice without destroying it. I mean, I trust me, I've tried. And so many people are like, oh, you should scream. But then the boys are like, don't. Like, that's your thing. You sing. That's, you know, why why do something else? We'll take care of that part. Don't worry about it. Um and I'm always like, yeah, okay, but the only reason why I would want to is so that I can, um, because I write the screaming vocals as well, and I would love to just perform them the way that I hear them in my head, but I could never. And Grant always has his little opinions on things. Not that that's a problem, but he's always like, no, I think I'm going to do it this way. And I'm like, no, that's not how I hear it. <laughs> and uh, he's like, no, but it's better like this. And then, you know, I'm not going to say no. So, um uh, you know, it'd just be cool to be like to have it truly true to my vision. But uh, I'm, you know, it's fine. I don't. I'm not gonna 
like be a tyrant or anything. So he's the one doing the screams. He can do whatever he likes. So, so we know if we hear in a future release, there suddenly is a moment with a screaming kitten. That is a moment when you didn't back down on his on his take on a vocal part. Instead, you're just like, nope, yeah. kit, kitten's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, I think yeah, that's actually yeah. Uh, since we've spoken before, I've actually asked you my usual closing question. So, um, is there anything else that the fans can do for you, folks, right now? I, I know the album's coming out next month, so pre-order Abyss, of course. But beyond that, uh, I guess keep up on shirt orders. Help you guys out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just hang out with us on Twitch. No, oh, of course. Find us. Um. I mean, we don't, we're not, we're not streaming like crazy right now just because it's really ramping up into kind of lots to do, but, um, we try and get on there as much as possible. Andrew is on there as twitch.tv forward slash Andrew Kingsley UTA. And I'm on there, twitch TV, sorry, twitch.tv forward slash Brittany Slays UTA. And then I think Unleashed the Archers is just twitch.tv forward slash Unleash the Archers. So, um, go follow us. And then also follow us on Bands in Town because that's where we're going to announce all of our tour dates when those finally happen. We are booking for 2021 in the hopes that everything is okay and that we, we can get a vaccine going or whatever needs to happen. Um, we're, we're preparing for 21 to be a good touring year, but um, you know nothing is solid until we announce so if you want to know where we're going and what's happening if we're going to be near you bands in town is definitely the best place for that i mean we announce everything on facebook and instagram and twitter as well but the the algorithms on those websites are just disgusting and right half the people half the people don't even see it and i just i hate both of them facebook and instagram need to just die and um bands in town they'll give you an actual email and tell you so yeah that's probably twitch and bands in town <laughs> what i'm hearing is bring back myspace awesome got it <laughs> <laughs> i think they tried that already didn't they <laughs> i actually oh. this has nothing to do with anything we're already talking about but um i was in austin for south by southwest one year and i think justin timberlake had just bought a stake in myspace so like there was advertising for it everywhere and i was like this is not gonna go well and it didn't go anywhere but it was really weird just to see MySpace on the side of a building walking through Austin. Like, yeah, I bet. It was such a strange thing to see. Um, well, uh, thank, you, <laughs> thank you for talking to me today. I en- enjoy the songs I've heard so far, and I look forward to the rest of it. And, uh, you know, good luck and have a good day. Awesome. Thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. Abyss by Unleash the Archers will be out on August 21st via Napalm Records. Pick up a copy over at UnleashTheArchers.com and follow the band on Facebook at Facebook.com slash UnleashTheArchers. Now to wrap this episode, I'm going to get a little proggy with Divided by Design. Divided by Design are an instrumental trio from Leeds. They formed in 2017 and have been a force in their metal scene ever since. On August 14th, they released their album called Stages of Osiris. Each of the album's five tracks was inspired by a stage of grief. And from Stages of Osiris, here is the first track, Orion 1, Denial, in its entirety.
Ages of Osiris by Divided by Design is out now. Get your copy at dbdofficial.bandcamp.com and for more information, head to dividedbydesign.uk. As always, if you'd like to talk to me, you can head to farbandmetalpodcast.com. If you're in a band and you'd like to be on the show, you can do what Divided by Design did. Or facebook.com slash farbandmetal, twitter underscore farbandmetal, instagram farbandmetalpod, or email farbandmetaldan at gmail.com. Then the theme song is Far Beyond Metal by the band Strapping Young Lad, courtesy of Century Media Records and Devin Townsend himself. Thank you for listening. A Catbox Production.